1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by Hemisphere Coffee com, Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters.com. Our number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Appreciate you joining us here on 9890 Answer. Uh, The administration in Washington says that Vladimir Putin has invaded Ukraine. I don't like not believing what I hear from my presidential administration, but I think that wisdom tells me to wait for less partisan voices to confirm it uh, because we're in this mess On the Russia-Ukraine border, which is affecting us here with gas prices and is unquestionably being watched by China as to how we react and handle uh, this cowboy move by Vladimir Putin to take land that is indisputably not his to take. We're being watched on the world stage. We looked supremely weak because we were in Afghanistan with how we got out. Uh, We completely botched that withdrawal. We made uh, inane military decisions, abandoning Bagram Air Force Base, making our service people sitting ducks. That tells Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, the uh, Ayatollahs in Iran, that we have, uh, at very best, idealists, at the very worst, idiots in charge of the security of the United States of America. This is not a surprise to me. It shouldn't be a surprise to you. It probably isn't. You probably remember this clip that was celebrated at the time when Barack Obama and Mitt Romney were debating in 2012.
0: Governor Romney, I'm glad that you recognize that Al Qaeda is a threat because a few months ago, when you were asked what's the biggest geopolitical threat facing America, you said Russia, not Al Qaeda. You said Russia. In the 1980s, are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back.
1: No. Oh. <laughs> Smartest man ever, Barack Obama. 1980s have called, asked for their foreign policy back. Yeah, because Russia's not a threat, right? I mean, all your idiots are telling you that. Jake Sullivan, Ned Price, Joe Biden. All of them are telling you they're not a threat. Well, they are a threat. And we are going to have to deal with this. You and I, in terms of more and more inflation. Markets get uncertain. Panic ensues. Gas prices are where it will show up, most of all. But look, now we have the threat of cyber war. What if our electrical grid gets interrupted? By all accounts, our electrical grid is not very sophisticated. What if our water supply gets interrupted? So all these things are on the table because militarily, our hands are tied. We don't have an appetite for putting troops into Ukraine, and I'm not advocating that we do. But I also think that it is a strategy fraught with peril to be sort of half in and half out. To be kind of involved and we'll send this and we'll do this, but we're not gonna no, we're not gonna go all in because uh, you know, that could we could escalate. Well, our indecision, our weakness has already escalated this. Ooh, we're gonna impose sanctions. What are we waiting for? They had troops on the border. They don't belong there. Get them off. Impose the sanctions. Make them feel it. Preview coming attractions. Why you wait till they do it? I thought Jackie Heinrich's question at the White House the other day was a brilliant question. So you're waiting for there to be dead bodies before you do something? Oh, well, that's just totally unacceptable. Well, you might not like the question, but that's the real clear outgrowth of your indecision. So this is where we are. Now, this is why it's important to put people in office in Washington who understand the evil of other countries and understand the threat. So that's why the Senate race in Ohio is very, very consequential, not just in the general election in November, but in the primary. So Josh Mandel is the front runner by all accounts. Now, I do not pay a ton of attention to polling that comes from candidates, because if polling coming from candidates is unflattering to that candidate, they'll just hold on to the poll and not release it. A Trafalgar Group poll has Josh Mandel as the frontrunner, 21% of the vote. But I find it interesting that Mike Gibbons is at 16% and J.D. Vance is at 14%, which I would say is, a, is within striking distance. Of Josh Mandel. Mike Gibbons is a very interesting candidate. He's he's kind of Trumpy in his appearance, in his background. He's a banker guy. He's dealt with a lot of money. He's done a lot of big deals. And he's a football player, and he comes off kind of as an everyman. You know, when I got my first exposure to Mike Gibbons at the Republican Senate Forum at Genoa in late October of last year, I thought, this guy's intriguing. He needs to be a little bit more polished. He needs to sort of find his voice, find his rhythm and how he relates his his positions. It kind of struck me, this I hope this is not a super taped analogy. It probably is. <laughs> he struck me as a record playing at 33 and a third RPMs that needed to be played at 45 RPMs. Like there was just too much pausing, and too much. I get to it, you know. Like communicate it with a little bit more energy, a little bit more punch. Now Josh Mandel communicates with lots of energy and lots of punch, tons, tons of punch. And last night, Josh Mandel was doing Josh Mandel things. He was at a debate. You say, "What? Well, there was a Senate debate last night with the Republicans?" No. No, no, there's not a Senate debate. There was a, this is a, this is a sideshow is what this is. This is a sideshow. Morgan Harper, who is a super woke Democrat, has agreed to debate Josh Mandel, and they've now had two debates. Okay, so Mandel is out there. Debating a Democrat who has no prayer of winning. None. Zero. Tim Ryan's going to be the Democratic nominee. And so why is Mandel doing this? Because Morgan Harper is Josh Mandel's straight man. I mean, she's not a she's not a man, straight woman, okay? She's She's Ed McMahon to Mandel's very Trumpian Johnny Carson. She says stuff that sets him up to say the stuff that Mandel thinks will position him to capture the love and support of Trump voters in Ohio. I guarantee you that's why Josh Mandel doing it. I've not talked to him about it. Anybody can see this? Who has a modicum of understanding of political campaigns? And so last night, Mandel, does, I mean, the man does not pull punches. He, at one point, said that, I used to say Morgan Harper was a smarter version of AOC. Based upon the answer she just gave, I realize she's a dumber version of AOC. Now, Josh Mandel said this in an inner-city Cleveland neighborhood where I guarantee you 99% of the people in that audience would much rather see Morgan Harper in the Senate than Josh Mandel. But he's not afraid. Now, you'll have to decide yourself if that's what you want in a senator or not what you want in a senator. The one question that remains unanswered it lingers out there is, Will Donald Trump endorse? And if so, who will he endorse? And we'll have more on that next here on the Bruce Woolley Show. So the candidates for Republican senator to succeed Rob Portman in Washington, diminished by one when Bernie Moreno dropped out of the race. He said he dropped out of the race. After consulting with Donald Trump and they agreed that there were too many MAGA candidates in the field and that if they all stayed in the field, it would reduce the possibility of a MAGA candidate winning the primary and maybe winning the Senate. Uh, The only candidate still alive who is a viable-to-be-elected candidate who does not say the things that have any chance of getting him a Donald Trump endorsement is Matt Dolan. Uh, Matt Dolan has uh, decried the January 6th riot in Washington as a failure of leadership. And he's a supporter, not just a approver of, but a sponsor of the Equality Act in Ohio, which is a decidedly uh, unchristian, a uh, decidedly woke position for Matt Dolan to take. He's never getting the Trump endorsement, not in a million years. But Bernie, uh, excuse me, Jane Timken wants it. Josh Mandel wants it. Mike Gibbons wants it. J.D. Vance wants it. Are they going to get it? My sense of this is Donald Trump is going to have to take a strong liking or a strong disliking to someone who has a chance to win the primary in May because Donald Trump does not want to endorse a loser and damage his brand. Uh, Is Mike Gibbons at 16%? according to Trafalgar, close enough to Josh Mandel for Trump to take the risk and endorse Mike Gibbons? Trump looks bad if he endorses Gibbons and Gibbons doesn't win. Or will Trump decide he wants to fully embrace Josh Mandel because Mandel's ahead and Mandel wins? He may not win because of Trump. He may win because he was already going to win, but it makes Trump look good in the process. Uh, Mandel would be overjoyed if he got Trump's endorsement. Mandel is the only one who has flat out said and continues to say that the 2020 election was stolen from Donald Trump. Now, when he says this, he gives red meat to the liberals who want that to be an anvil to hang around anyone's neck. Oh, that was disproved. It was debunked. didn't happen. Well, I can see why they can say that. But I can also see why... It would hinge, and I hate to sound Clintonian here, it would hinge upon what you mean by stolen. If you think that Mark Zuckerberg spending half a billion dollars to get out the Democratic vote is a little fishy. If you think that both Wisconsin and Pennsylvania violating election law is something that should not have been allowed to happen. Well, maybe you're viewing stolen a little differently than someone who says stolen in the sense that they believe that Trump got more votes than Biden. So, of course, they never asked Mandel to ident- to uh, define what he means by stolen, and he doesn't define it because he doesn't care. The people who criticize him, he genuinely does not care about that. Jane Timkins roadblock to getting a trump endorsement is that initially she said she understood why anthony gonzalez voted for donald trump's impeachment gonzo the former ohio state football player remember i think he was one of ten republican house members who voted for trump to be impeached the second time trump (laughs) not shockingly took a very dim view of that he made making gonzalez pay for that one of his missions and he has succeeded because Gonzo has said he's not running for re-election. Max Miller is going to be the Republican nominee, and I certainly hope Max Miller wins because I don't want any Democrats in Congress from the state of Ohio. We already have too many. J.D. Vance. Will J.D. Vance get Trump's endorsement? Mm. Man, I can't see it. I can't see it because, I mean, you've heard the clips, right? J.D. Vance saying Trump's an idiot. J.D. Vance saying never vote for Trump, blah, 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 blah. But just to give you an instance of what Josh Mandel is like when it comes to being a pit bull, here he is last night at his second debate with Morgan Harper, the super, super liberal Democrat who's doing this with Mandel to raise her own profile. They're using each other for their own individual unique purposes. Morgan Harper is just like shouting out trying to get somebody to pay attention to her. And she knows if she debates Josh Mandel, Josh Mandel will say or do something crazy that will get a headline. Although it's interesting to me the Cleveland Plain Dealer did nothing that I can find on this debate last night right in Cleveland. That might be a commentary on how bad that newspaper is now, more so than the lack of newsworthiness. But Fox 8 was there. Newsweek was there, or at least Newsweek covered it. So the moderator here is reminding Mandel of something he said earlier in the first Morgan Harper debate where Mandel referred to BLM as thugs. So he brings this up, and a woman in the audience butts in, and it goes off the rails from there. Mr. Mandel, uh, in your previous debate, you referred to Black Lives Matter as thugs. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And come
0: in the black oh, community, Hey, hey, you're not doing
1: that. Put him out. Please. You mean like put no, him out? Like no, with the, no. With the, with the, with Mr.
0: What Mandel. What do, Mr. Mandel. what do you
1: mean put him out? Mr. Man- so the lady in the audience says, put him out. You come into the black community, put him out. And the moderator's like, uh-oh, I'm losing control of my ability to speak and control the audience. And Mandel, he's a pit bull. Calls her up. What do you mean? Put me out.
0: Mandel. Ask him to leave. Mr. Mandel. Oh, he don't bother America. America. Hey. I thought
1: this is America. debate hey. free. Hey, sister. Listen All to right. me. Don't, don't do that. Wait. I got this. I got they this. Don't do that. They shouldn't have let him in. Here. No. No. This is America. He can be here. Don't do that. Don't embarrass me.
0: I'm not no, no, embarrassing. No, you don't. don't but do But to that. bring white men no, a
1: to, hey, like
0: that white man in the black community like that.
1: You don't have to leave, man. I, I, I'm I finished.
0: Okay. But please. don't you suck ma'am. up to him. Listen. He's listen, in the black I'm not,
1: community. I'm doing my job. And I'm He's calling my, my parents thugs. Ma'am. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the moderator. moderator. I'm in charge. Yeah. I want you to sit down and be quiet. Let me tell you something, ma'am. Mr. Ma'am. Now, see, Josh Mandel recognizes a political opportunity right here as this woman has clearly labeled him in a racist way bring that white man into the black community he called my ancestors thugs and josh mandel's like oh i'm going to turn this around on you and so he attempts to do that
0: i put my life in the hands of Mr. black girls. I had young black men put their life in my hand in the United States Marine Corps and two tours in Iraq. So don't stand there and lecture me. Those are my brothers. Whether they were black or they were white or they were Hispanic or they were were Asian, those are my brothers in the Marine Corps. So don't stand there and lecture me about race and color. We put our lives in each other's hands. Those are my brothers as Marines.
1: Mr. Mandel, I'm the moderator (laughs) over here. I'm
0: asking you to pay attention to me. (laughs) And ma'am, you in the calling post, will you please stop?
1: So, again, this is who Josh Mandel is. And this worries the liberal media because Newsweek's painted this in a very unflattering light. They've got a big story. Josh Mandel foreshadowed Trump's rise. His Ohio Senate bid is a test of what's next. Politico. Man, I mean, if Josh Mandel ever wanted his life story told politico did it for him certainly not in the way former fashion that mandel would prefer it to be but this will be quite interesting as we approach may the effort that will be marshaled in liberal media against josh mandel and then if he does not win they of course will turn their Assault on Mike Gibbons or Jane Timken or JD Vance, whoever wins the right to run in Rob Portman's place.
0: Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military.
1: Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.